Listen up or run for cover. Dropping knowledge from the people who have it to the people who need it. The, the real Bradley Bombs is dropping. What it is, Brad Lee back again with another episode of Dropping Bombs. Today in the studio, folks, I've got a real treat for you, or maybe I should say a Riley treat for you. <laughs> folks, Riley Meek in the studio today. Welcome, buddy. Hey, man. Happy to be here. And you flew a long way to be here. I know you're traveling around, kicking ass, taking names, making millions. Making millions? Yeah. Millions. And as you all know, I bring people that are hustling and figuring shit out to you, the bomb squad, so we can help get past challenges, situations, and brain damage in our own lives and business. So if you guys haven't heard of Riley Meek, he's the founder and CEO of the Social Dynamic Selling System, which basically, in a nutshell, turns dinner seminar marketing into a science. Basically puts a lot of people in a room, leads them to come into this dinner basically and really it's a two-hour opportunity to freaking close them on your product service and or whatever it is you sell right right and uh i want to hear more about that so 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 how'd you get into that yeah man uh craigslist a craigslist ad actually you know my my background was always selling one-on-one to people in which i deliver a you know one two three hour presentation and ultimately try to close the deal after the fact and I loved sales. I've, you know, that's just been my background, entrepreneurship. But I never really bought into the fact that, you know, you can. They always say you can earn what you're worth, right? Or like your your earning ability is uncapped. And I never really bought into that because I really knew I could only earn as much time allowed in the day, right? I could only do you know three, four, three hour presentations a day. Again, depending upon what product I'm selling. And um, I was looking for another opportunity. I actually just returned from Mexico from a failed business adventure at the time. I would have been, what, 24 at the time, so about a decade ago now. And um, I came across this ad on Craigslist. It said, "Make work three days a week and make 10000 bucks." And I thought, yeah, right. But I had to inquire upon it. And, and um, I got on the phone with this dude, and he started talking to me about selling to groups of people. Mm. And it didn't really like hit home to me of what he was actually talking about until I went out to an event and uh, I, I, I had come back from Mexico so I basically I didn't really have much going on at the time I had a, a small fitness franchise that I had going but I was just looking for that next opportunity so I got in the car I drove a couple hours walked into this restaurant and uh, it was I, I mean my mind was blown this guy had like 25 people in the room all facing forward, listening attentively to what he had to say. He fed him dinner, and at the end, he simply asked for an appointment. And he got seven appointments out of that thing and uh, the next for, for the very next day. And so it completely rocked my world that, like, this dude did one rock star presentation, you know, versus 25 presentations, which is emotionally exhausting. And at the end of the day, he, he actually got seven legitimate appointments that truly wanted to know what the price point was of, of what he was actually selling. So um, I thought, man, if this dude could do this in two hours, he got seven like good qualified leads for the very next day. I'll do a presentation every single week. And uh, on the drive home, I was like, how can I, you know, what can I, what, what could I sell through this format? And so I took a couple of his ideas, added some of my own, and within a few months, man, had my own presentation going and uh, at this time mind you I had I it was a failed business venture that I had just returned from from Mexico and when I mean failed it was like miserably failed I had 673 bucks in my bank account my my wife was pregnant at the time and uh, I was you know I was in a pinch I didn't know what the hell I was gonna do and uh, you know an idea a hope in a credit card I put my first event together this would have been July of 2011 and that first six months, man, we did two point one million. In Bang! Yeah, that changed everything, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. That changed the game a little. So, what's the ideal price point or product that 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 best serves this model? Yeah. So, typically, we want to make sure you're you're going to be able to net profit. You know, maybe around fifteen hundred bucks or more per sale from these events. Um, and what I mean by that really is. 
uh, there's there's a certain you know client acquisition cost involved with that. So so if you're selling like a forty eight dollar widget with no additional lifetime value to that customer, I'll be the first to tell you that this is probably not the best format to go about it. But you know if you're selling a forty eight dollar widget and you have a, a a a value proposition or a ladder that they can climb to you know have a lifetime value to that customer, then it could be a great you know format to go through. But Typically, you know, our goal, we always start with the end in mind in developing this, these campaigns, and our goal is to always have at least a 300% return on investment from every single event that we do. Do you, do you close on the spot? We do not. This definitely isn't a rah-rah rush to the back of the room. Yes, we have. Um, but, but have you found that it doesn't work as well as following up? Correct. Because, I mean, if you've been to any of these, you know, courses, mes- they're mesmerized, they rush to the, you know, the rush into the back of the room, giving them their credit card, like there's always buyer's remorse there, right? And then you get chargebacks and it's just a, a nightmare uh, from an accounting standpoint. So our whole concept is all about no like, and trust. And, and really what I mean by that is people do business with those that they trust. And uh, if we are doing a, a good enough job you know, from a marketing standpoint, filling the room with your ideal clients, because we, we handle everything here from filling the room. You know, there's there's certain groups or businesses that their focus is marketing and filling the room. Then there's some that they will teach you how to speak and sell in front of the room. But, dude, we do everything. We're, we're soup to nuts, like fill the room, design your presentation, make sure there's continuity from the, the marketing piece to the presentation all the way up to the actual close, which is typically – a two-step approach where we're at the end, we're simply asking for that follow-up appointment, creating sense of urgency to get people to want to meet with you that evening or the day after to ultimately then be able to ask for the deal. Where does soup to nuts come from? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. <laughs> I actually thought about that the other day. I was like, I don't know, but it's everybody says it. Yeah, I think someone told me one time with a seven-course meal, there's you start with a soup and you end with nuts. But I've never verified that. I think I think I recall that. You end with nuts, huh? But I'd want to know why why do people say soup to nuts? Why not soup know. to dessert? Right. Oh, I'm gonna find that out. I've made a note. Not to derail the conversation, but you could end with D's. But when you said D's nuts. D's nuts. Okay, so no like and trust you. That's that's kind of again, that's just a basic principle that i think everyone needs to understand no matter what business you're in but specifically when you come into a room for dinner uh just them showing up doesn't necessarily mean they know i can trust you because goddamn you're giving them free din din right what kind of dinner have you ever done it at a denny's no no. how about a free breakfast have you ever tried breakfast yeah it, it really depends on what your who your target audience is and what and what and what uh like demographic right like if it's like if it's 22 year old kids you want to have lucky charms (laughs) breakfast and shit no just joking yeah we have just messing with charms about one one in the afternoon so 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 why does it see i'm i always think about how to improve shit and or you know i always question everything no matter what it is like you know oh you're doing that and that's working out i wonder how else we could do it or i wonder if we could make that better have you tried to do that of course, yeah. I mean, that's what we've been doing for the last decade, man. And so, so you've and so you've dialed it in. Yeah, that's really how it started. Was my own companies? You know, the first one we did two point one million the first six months. Um, at that, how much point, of that was profit? Sixty uh, percent. Did you go out and freaking buy shit and blow it? You had sixty-seven <laughs> oh, yeah. bucks, or no? You had six hundred seventy-three bucks, and then you had a couple million bucks later. Yeah, man. Or sixty percent uh, of it. One point two. Yeah. Well, you pay some taxes. And so, stuff, what'd you feel like? Felt great, dude. It was. I mean, I did a lot of stupid things. You're young and dumb, and you make a lot of money, and made a few trips to Vegas. You know, stupid stuff. Blow, blow a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, of course I did. But the beautiful thing is, at that point, I was able to hire and train. And by the end of uh, 2012, I had 26 sales guys going, working in 38 states throughout the country. I was filling events for them, and kind of monitoring things from. You know, I was able to work on my business. You know, not in the business and and it was a well-oiled machine then with the next year we did uh 12 million um same thing the next year and uh at, th- at that point i realized this thing really worked the product was irrelevant right we we had a you know a great offering at the time but then i thought what else could i sell through this format? So, so, so it's a marketing strategy yeah 
dinner marketing, social selling. Social dynamic selling. And there's always something about when everybody's in a buying frenzy. That's why I was wondering, like your the name is social dynamic selling system. So I'm sure the whole social dynamic is everyone's at dinner. Yeah, exactly. And the reason I, I coined it that was really because in any given situation, there's a social dynamic that's taking place. Like right now, there's a social dynamic. We've got these guys here, you know, behind us, Evan's over here, there's you and I conversing, you know, as he's over here shaking his head like that, you know, whether you go out to a bar and you've got the bartender, the patrons, the other, you know, servers, you go to church, you got the pastor, the ushers, the, there's a dynamic that's happening there. And what we've been able to do is use that to our advantage in a in a an educational setting, but a sales setting, really. And we're taking people on an emotional journey to create an environment in which they know, like, and trust you, but really create an environment where, for whatever reason, they just they just want to do business with you, right? Because nobody wants to be sold, but everybody wants to buy. And so we, we create that, you know, non-pressure atmosphere, a neutral environment, not them coming into our office for a sales pitch or, you know, the timeshare pitch or anything. We're going to a normal, neutral environment, a restaurant they've probably been to before, and they're free to go at any time, but the moment they show up, that you know you're you're on stage, right? You you're creating that rapport initially, and uh, you know building that relationship starts from the moment that they show up uh, to delivering your presentation. Dinner comes on out. You're you know, and and if you're if you're a likable enough person, you're gonna get a handful of appointments, right? Unless you're a complete dope, um, which there's plenty of those why, out there. Why don't you just ask them for an appointment without buying them dinner? Dude, I love this question because a lot of our clients, they, they think that they don't want to buy their people dinner. And if I, if I, we do a ton of direct mail, right? So we do hundreds of thousands of pieces of direct mail every week. And we'll just use, we were talking about stem cells earlier. If I was to send a, a direct mail piece out and just said, hey, do you, do you not want to be in pain anymore? Call this you know, number. You're going to get a tenth of a tenth of a percent response rate. But if I send an invitation out that says, hey, come on out to a free steak dinner, we're going to teach you all the benefits of you know, uh, regenerative medicine, and we're going to teach you um, how to prevent uh, getting that knee replaced or that hip replacement or, or whatever it is. And it's just an educational event. And what we, I, I really call this fishing with corn dogs. And why we always feed dinner, and it's typically like a steak or a chicken, maybe a fish option, you know. Nothing like too crazy. We're not going to like an Indian place or what about a Mexican vegan option. Yeah, there's always going to be a vegan option, you know. Nowadays, especially. Yeah. Yep. More and more of those vegans coming around. Right. <laughs> but the reason I, I mentioned we, we fish with corn dogs, and what I mean by that is there's not a fish in nature that's going to sustain a quality life eating corn dogs, right? But if I put a corn dog on a hook and I throw it in the lake, they're going to bite it every single time. And once I reel that thing in, <laughs> And get it in the boat. Now, what kind of fish you're fishing for? (laughs) (laughs) I've never used corn dogs. Try it. Well, catfish will bite it. Trout, trout ain't eating corn dogs. Sure. Salmon ain't eating corn dogs. Is that what I've been missing after all these years of fishing? I ain't using corn dogs. Got to try it, man. I'm going to. (laughs) Fuck, I might eat the corn dog though. I love corn dogs. I get what you're saying though. Stick it in there. Yep. And then once you get them in the boat. Now it's it's up for you to provide the nourishment that life sustaining food and that's you know establishing you as the authoritative figure. They've showed up, yeah, they've showed up to eat a meal, but if you're a you know a dynamic enough person, you deliver your presentation, you've wowed them, like you you've taken them on that emotional journey, you've hit those pain points and and explained how you can, you know, provide relief to it or whatever it is that your product or service that you're selling simply asking for that appointment, you've now earned the right. And and partly, too, when you're providing a dinner, you're breaking bread, there's a special thing that happens there, especially the law of reciprocity. Like, you've come on out, I bought you a dinner. Now, even if it's subconsciously, there's a handful of them that are just obli- socially obligated to give you the next appointment, the time of day uh, the, for you know that following meeting. Do you have people in the audience that are loosening everybody up and trying to get them to start talking? Because, you know, you go to these events and it's like, unless you're gregarious, look it up, son, look it up. <laughs> unless you're gregarious, it's it's almost awkward. Like you're sitting there and you're looking around the room and then, you know, 
this couple shows up and now they're sitting next to you. Is it, anyone sitting here? No, no, I'll have a seat. How are you doing? And then it's like awkward. Now you're all at a table. You don't know technically why you're there. You're, you're probably thinking, you know, who are all these people? Right. There's got to be some awkwardness. So do you, do you like put people there to get the flow going and the conversation started? Like plants? And, like yeah, just plants. Just making sure everybody's no. comfortable. No, I think, I mean, I, certainly you could do that, I guess, but there's not a need for that. I well, mean, there's got to be a lot of mooches showing up for a free dinner. For sure. For sure. Plate liquors. Yeah. Plate liquors. I love it. Yeah. Like they're, yeah. they're showing up knowing full well, I ain't buying shit, honey. They're, they probably told their wife on the way in there too. I ain't buying shit, honey. Right. You know and how many you, people you, have... you bring your plastic bag. We're getting to go shit. Yeah, dude. They'll, they'll bring the zippies in. They throw the food in. They yeah. try to ask for, you know, two orders. Uh, yeah, that happens. Do you ever say no, sir? One dessert per person? Of course. Of course. <laughs> It depends on how, how many. Doesn't the restaurant know already? These guys are, are are particular. They're not patrons of your restaurant tonight. They're patrons of social dynamics. So yeah, yeah, we try to get there in advance and you know coach the the staff and but sometimes you know depends on where you're at. We go to a lot of rural markets where they're just you know. Have you ever done it at a hotel? Sure. With like a with like a plated dinner. You bet. Historically, it's a it's a less response rate. At the hotel, yep. like a banquet style, yeah. Because they, they want to, they want to see the name brand restaurant. Like shit, dude, Golden Corral, free <laughs> free food. Well, dude, I mean, if if I go to Evansville, Indiana, I go to Mitchell, South Dakota. Like the the there you can get a the fine dining restaurant there is like nine ninety nine top sirloin, and that's like that's that's it, man. You know, you're, just, you're not going to the Ruth's Chris there, but those people are good people. Like yeah. they are. I mean, they're just, they're happy as hell just to meet you. And, and we, we love going out to more of those rural markets versus. Yeah. Because there's real people out there. They exactly. just, they're just showing up. They're happy to be there no matter what. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so no conversation starters, no, nobody well, in the room certainly. schmoozing. I mean, no, we don't have plants or anything like that, but you know, usually it's, it's one or two people are there like this, you know, on Tuesday night, Evan was there. We, we held these events in Tampa and, and uh, yeah, we have a, like a registration table. What was for dinner? What do we have? We had a salmon. steak, salmon, and a chicken. That's your option. They don't Typically. hand out the menu and take orders. We we always no 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 no. We want this to be as simple as possible for the restaurant for timing purposes. And the reason I'm asking all this, folks, if you're paying attention, is so is so you understand. There's more to it than what you think. Like like you know you you would think, hey, I'll do this myself. Shit, I'll just do this myself. Why I need Riley? <laughs> Well, that's because, dude, you might think that it's just, oh, go pick a restaurant, send out some invitations for dinner. They show up. You have everyone sitting there listening to your pitch. And then you don't sell anything, and you just blew, blew 10 grand buying everyone dinner. Right. Well, there's more to it than that. Yeah. Number one, the, a small strategy like you know, figure out what are the options and then just let them go You know, probably dinner one, two, or three. Right. You need to keep things moving. Who writes the, the pitch? Because again, if I hired you guys, mm-hmm. I know Lightspeed better than you do. Right. And how are you going to pitch Lightspeed? Do you put people in the room for people to pitch, or do you pitch them for the people? We do either. So typically, most of our our clients, we we start out identifying. We we spend a, an entire day with them, and we really peel back the onion of their business, so we know what your truly what is your true product. And we dive deep into this because you know for Lightspeed here, it's like, what's your true product? You you do courses, right? You're, you're, nope. We okay, sell your, a platform. A platform. Okay. So what would be? So give me. Let's let's do this. What is your? Tell me what what do you sell here? Well, again, ultimately we sell a lot of things, but our core offering, our core product, is the technology that was developed to to host, deliver, track, measure, and create content to to train people. To train people, okay. So we want to dive even deeper into that, into like what is it that you're truly s- selling? Because if if you're trying to sell that to somebody, like I don't even know what the hell that means that you just said. I know what you do, uh, and well, you know, think of it. Think of it like we sell VCRs for people that have movies they want to watch. Perfect. So what you're really selling then is the the ease of a business owner an entrepreneur to be able to come into here it's a 
you know, a, a full on done for you approach where you can, you can film, you can, you write scripts, you film, you've got the platform that they, they have login for their sales teams, their organizations, courses that they can then sell. So you're providing like a peace of mind for that business owner to uh, have a done for you approach. You're saving him time, money, energy, effort. Like we want to dive into like the real true, what is it that you really sell? Like you've, we always hear, hear the, the, quote that you don't buy a drill because you want a drill you dry you buy it because you want the hole right but we get we dive way deeper than that it's like you don't want the hole because what the hell is a hole going to do for you you want the hole so you can hang the picture but you don't even want the picture hung because what's that do for you you want the picture hung because you want your home to feel comfortable and warm and inviting and that pride feeling when somebody comes into the house and sees your family portrait on the wall that's how starting with the end in mind on how we're going to build the marketing piece, whether it's direct mail or you know Facebook, whatever it is, to get people to take action, to show up to the event. And then with that information, we want continuity with the entire presentation that you're going to be pitching. You're educating them on. You provide tremendous value. And then at the end, be able to simply ask for that appointment. So I mean, you send an invitation out like we're going to, you know, we have a platform here and then they come in and you're talking about, you know, Corvettes, like that. There's not continuity there. We that everything has to be a nice flow, so you have that ideal customer um, that is, they know what they're there for. Yeah, they're there to f- get fed, of course. But if you're good enough, dynamic enough, and we have training and we coach people how to present uh, using certain you know NLP techniques and things in, in front of the room on how to g- keep people engaged. Um, Do you believe NLP works? Yeah, dude. It does. Yeah. Do you? Well, maybe. I mean, I'd have to see it, but, you know. What do you want to see? See it work, like, as opposed to not working. In other words, like, you know, uh, certain words work better than others. I know that. Right. Uh, But I don't know that, you know, NLP just always makes me think of, oh, you're hypnotizing them to buy. But that's not really what it is. It's just choosing more ideal words than others. Absolutely. Like, you don't say contract. That seems... Like, oh, contracts. We don't like contracts. But if I say agreement, oh, that's a nicer way to say contract. Sure. I don't say put your signature on the contract. I would say I just need your autograph right here. Right. Is that NLP or not? Or is NLP, you will now open the envelope in front of you and you will feel (laughs) wonderful as I begin to tell you. As I'm falling deeper and deeper asleep. I mean, NLP at the core of it is it's really is is modeling excellence. If you if you think about it from from just a you know hypnosis, there's that whole version of it. But neuro linguistic programming for those that don't know what NLP is 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 being able to speak to the subconscious and, and getting people to for whatever reason they just like you and they want to make that buying decision, creating that type of environment. And we're able to do that with certain techniques, especially in, in group presentations like anchoring and pacing and leading and, and using embedded commands um, that, that we, it, it, number one, keep people engaged because when you're selling to a group of people and they're waiting on their food, it's like they're dozing off and, yeah. you know, you got to keep them engaged. Um, but Do you ever do that yourself? Presentations? Oh, yeah, every week, man. So what about like if Lightspeed wanted to do it? Like I could I could manufacture something up just to try it like or just to try it. So like for example, I can put together something called business essentials, right? Sure. Which I already have by the way. But business essentials, it's pure pure profit. Why? Well, cuz you know, it might have cost me 100,000 to film it and edit it and it's 30 hours of content that can help any business. Why? Well, cuz it focuses on sales, customer service, compliance, and, and personal and team development, which is what you need if you want to blow up a business. Right. Inserted into a virtual training system that allows you to deliver, track, and measure it with repetition, which is why it works. Right. So let's say, for example, I put 50 people in a room that own a business with 50 employees or more, and the whole pitch is you need a training system, not just a training program. And here's what we do. And then, hell, it's fifty nine ninety five. Mm-hmm. I'm just making that up. And sure. that's all profit. Why wouldn't we do that? Let's do it. Well, how many could you possibly get in a room? And see, that's the thing I was thinking is like, if you are, if you have a business with 50 or employees or more, is a dinner going to sucker you into going? Because, dude, your your invitation ain't working for me. Right. Like, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go get my own dinner. Thank you. Yep. So I'm thinking maybe it only works with like, I don't want to say lower level people, <laughs> but lower, 
Like, in other words, the financial, like, I don't think you're going to get multimillionaires because you're giving them a free dinner. They have to be in, they have to be interested in what you're talking about a little bit. Of no? course. Of course. Yeah. Those, that, and that's a great point. When, when we're dealing with, for instance, we've, we've worked with, um, you know, a, a gentleman who was looking to fill a room with accredited investors that would invest into, you know, business opportunities. Um, we've done it with, for real estate investors, you know, they're looking for people that have half a million dollars in uh, uh, liquid, you know, money to be able to invest immediately. So our response rate on those is, is phenomenal uh, from a, from a engagement standpoint, because they're not there for the free dinner. They, they're like legit care about, and, but those type of events, we're going to hold that a Ruth's Chris or Morton's, you know, because they're not going to go to the Lone Star Steakhouse or, you know, whatever it is, the nine ninety nine steak dinner. So now see, I would, I like Lone Star. Do you? <laughs> they got these, they got these you buns. You ketchup on your steak too? No, but I always ask for it and make people laugh. <laughs> They've got, I think it's Lone Star that's got these little honey bun things. Oh sure. shit, dude. But, but I was, you know, raised regular, right? blue collar, you know, hard working family. I'm, I'm meeting potatoes. Yeah. Where no, were you raised? Notice how I said potatoes. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're educated and classy, you'd say potatoes, <laughs> and if you're really obnoxious, you say potatoes. Right. <laughs> I was born and raised in in Northwest Eugene, Oregon. Oregon. Yeah, right. and uh, you know, I like like you ever heard of Carabas? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, I love Carabas. That's like a Denny's of Italian food. Right. But dude, it's good shit. It's getting, it's getting shabbier lately, actually. Really? Yeah. Like last couple times I went there, I'm like, dude, do they sell this place or something? But, uh, you know, you could sucker me in for a dinner just to Carabas. I don't need fancy. Of course, if you really want to get fancy and you're just going all out quality, STK Steakhouse. Now, people are probably thinking, dude, is this an ad? Is this a slick ad right in the middle of dropping bombs? No, folks. I I don't advertise or accept money to advertise yet. Maybe I will someday. But, uh. STK, dude, best restaurant in town. I, I love it. Del Frisco's, too. Sure. You ever go do Del Frisco's? I've never been there, though. And these are chain restaurants. They're right. just high-end, delicious food. There you might sucker me in to get a dinner, but I knew someone had to have a little interest, yeah? Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I and, wouldn't come just for the dinner. Right. And how you attract that person isn't might not be direct mail. You know, if we're looking for a business owner, for example, we did events in Tampa again a, a couple nights ago. And we filled the room with Facebook ads. We did, you know, a, an online funnel. We drove, we, you know, 60-some leads were, were generated from it. Uh, we had 14, 15 people that we, we vetted out, and we had them come to the event. And we did, you know, 27 grand in, in business the next day in, in meeting with them. Um, Dude, that's scary the next the next day. Only because you're proving it over and over again, and you know it works. I'd be all leery. Like, dude, let's just ask them while they're there. Damn right. it. Let's sell them, dude. Put down your fork and butter knife and let's get down to business. The, the, I, I totally get what you're saying, but there is, again, we've done it both ways, but there's something special about them going home, husband, wife, chatting together, and, and there's no pressure, right? And then when we meet with them again, they they like us. It's like we've, we're meeting for the second time. We're friends. We're buddies at that point. And so to do business for me to, I've gained the right to actually apply pressure if, if I want to, um, versus the night of like, you know, turn it, you know, buy or cry type of deal. Yeah, Like when I'm passing out dessert, bro, I'd be saying, all right, so listen up. Okay. You're about done here. And then we're going to just shut up and let you eat your dessert. However, okay. If you guys want to do this, raise your hand. Number one, you get two desserts. And if you act now, we'll give you extra strawberry extra sides to go yeah on your cheesecake but i want to know i want to know who's buying shit right Right. now of course but this is gonna here's the thing there is a a process that we've really refined here over the again the last nine years we've done i've taken seven of my own personal companies to seven and eight figures in the first year of every single one of them we've done over a hundred million dollars in doing this just marketing this like this (sighs) yeah Wow. Yep. See? Different products. Different so, folks, services. if you're listening, you're like, son of a bitch, dude, this sounds pretty fun already. Dude, you, he's, you say you built seven, eight-figure companies marketing solely from dinners. Correct. And then you've mastered the process as you were doing it. Correct. See, folks, so so what about a plumber? Sure. 
about a landscape? What about chiropractors? Yeah, crush it. Doctors, definitely doctors. Oh yeah, especially cosmetic surgeons, cosmetic surgeons stem cell. Mm-hmm. What about what about like personal trainers? So, personal trainers, you realtors. Uh, yeah, realtors. Absolutely. I just wanted to interrupt personal trainers because I have a bunch of personal trainers sitting there listening, going, right. "Oh, here he comes! Oh, oh, damn it, Brad! Shut up! Quick. Let him talk!" Right? Yeah, definitely. We we've done this for trainers, um, in which it, it's that's where the price point is. So you, you know, if you're charging, you know, if you're training Britney Spears, you make money. But a lot of personal trainers I know are broke. Like they're struggling because personal trainers. You know why though? Because they don't know how to market. They don't have enough people. Exactly. They want to just. They think they can just train. And they. It's. I mean, no matter what business you're in, you're in freaking sales. If you think you're a trainer or a doctor, or whatever. I've been forgetting, but that's a bomb there. A time you give me one, man. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. We're 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 deep into conversation. Plus, I'm trying to think, man. This could probably help Lightspeed. I know I could put together a product with 1,500 profit in it, but man, I, it would just kill me to say, all right, we'll see you tomorrow. Like. I'm I'm trained to freaking kill you when I it. see you. Let's test it, man. You do one your way. Let's let's do Days of Thunder. You know this. You yeah. run you run it your way, and then I'll run it my way, and then let's test it. Same product. Let's do another same episode. product. Same product. Yeah, because it has to be same product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking, product. like, I'll give you an example. Multi-level marketing companies. Okay, dude, they f- it's unbelievably valuable to use Lightspeed for MLM companies. I show MLM leaders how to better engage, better retain. You know, train and 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 literally explode much quicker by using Lightspeed. Why it's got interactivity? There's a whole spiel behind it. Right. And I always thought to myself, how do I get the top leaders? You know, the ones making a hundred, two hundred, three hundred grand a month right now. They don't need Lightspeed to do that. They're already doing it through the old school way. Right. Well, I can show them how to enhance the old school way with Lightspeed um, for maybe let's say twenty five G's. I could do it for five, but you know, do it right twenty five G's. Sure. And th- that's chump change for these people. Right. So I was thinking, man, I got to lure them into Vegas, maybe a golf, a round of golf or a spa day for the wife, whatever. Bring your wife, come to Vegas, two days, all expenses paid because I want to show them two hours presentation on why you should have a light speed system. And I know that if I put 100 leaders, legitimate leaders in a room, for two hours and showed them why they would need light speed and it's 25 grand all inclusive once and done boom you're in business i would bet i'd close 60 percent to 80 percent of that room anyone that didn't sign up would just either not understand what i was saying or they're just stupid right yeah i, I, I wouldn't disagree with you how are you going to get them to, to vega how are you going to reach out to them well that's 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 i'd hire you how am I? That's the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you reach those bastards? Yeah. So, like, where do you get the addresses to email to when a company hires you and says, "Hey, I'm looking for people that want, you know, you know, fist fights in the parking lot." That's that's our business. You know, how do you just right. say, "Okay, let me fill the room full of a bunch of people"? Yeah. So we always again starting with the end in mind. Who's your who's your true client avatar? We're going to spend a, a good chunk of time figuring that out. Is it, you know. Blonde hair, blue eyed women, six one to six three. You know, we can get super specific with that. The data is out there, right? And then we're able to buy that list and and craft an invitation that's going to speak to them directly. But if we're like network marketing world, I know a number of the the top guys that you know they all know each other. So doing an event like that, I think that'd be epic, man. You'd crush it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, like you'd it. have to do it on a commission basis. Because right. what if it doesn't work? <laughs> what if they all fly in, get the free golf and the fucking party, and then they leave? And th- see, that's the that's where I was going with that. Like, it'll kill me to let them leave. Like, you got them here. Why wouldn't we just close them? Well, something like that, I think definitely you could have a breakout session and, and close them at, at the time. But when we're talking at smaller groups, you know, 90% of my businesses are and our clients are, we're filling a room with 20 to 30 people, right? That's a pretty ideal number. Um and sometimes it's it's when I say twenty to thirty people, depending upon your product, it could be uh, ten to fifteen homeowners, right? Because if your husband and wife, we always encourage them to come together, making decisions. We're, we're, the whole that's point how of, you stay married. Yeah, exactly. The whole point of like uh, the presentation is to overcome every objection before you get the objection, right? And that's why how we design all of our presentations. So, uh, and, and if one one of the spouses isn't there to listen to that. 
then you got to do a whole nother presentation. You're, you know, you're selling them twice at that point. So we want them to come together and we, we have 24 seven, you know, call center that's taking these RSVP calls. We handle everything. We're literally the, the salesman, the business owner just has to show up and throw up basically do their, do their deal. Um, and then, uh, from there, I forget where I'm going with this, man. Where, where were we? What were we talking about? I don't know. Keep going. I like. It. <laughs> I can ramble. I, I, I can well, ramble. what I was thinking is when you kept saying that they're supposed to come together, I was like thinking to myself <laughs> some Jeez. funny thing to say, but I thought, nah, I'll just leave that one alone. <laughs> so, so what I'm trying to do is make sure that when people are listening to this, they're thinking, okay, I I hear what the dude did. He figured out this way to get people in a room. He's got it dialed into a science. So, so how can it help? the the bomb squad well obviously hire you reach out to you and by the way if anyone wants to do that that's what you do that's what you can do anyway that's yeah. one of the things you do and you go to riley meek r-y-l-e-e-m-e-e-k rileymeek.com shit try it for your business or at least what do you consult with people will you yeah yeah we'll always start out with a, a 30 minute like strategy session just to make sure it even makes sense again if you got a 48 dollar widget no additional lifetime value I'm gonna send you elsewhere. But if you've got a pro- if you've got a product that you're trying to figure out how to sell, man, this might be the ticket. So so just go to RileyMeek.com. Tell them Bomb Squad sent you. Make sure, and uh, and just basically uh, see if it'll see if it's a fit. Is that free? Can, will you will you talk to companies and just see, or is there yeah. a fee? Yeah, no, we do a 30 minute strategy session for free. It'll be myself or someone on my team. Um, See if, to see if it's a good fit. See if it's a good fit. If it's a good fit, then we'll we'll talk about different levels of engagement of what that looks like. If you need us to design the presentation, just fill the room, um, or what it is that you're actually looking for. Yeah, because there's probably a lot of companies be like, dude, you just get them in the freaking seat and I'll sell them. Right. And then there's people that'll be like, like me, it's not it's getting them in the seat, but it's it's almost like I would want you to help me make sure that the the formula for selling it. Even though, well, Brad, I thought you were the best salesman in the world. I am, and I think I can. But, dude, you've been doing it for all this time. Why would I question? Like, I'll bet you I'd get up there, blah, 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 and then wonder why I didn't sell any. And you might be like, well, bro, you you didn't, because you've been doing right. it so long. Right. I'd listen. I always listen to the expert. I don't try to outthink the expert until we. I, I watch them do it a couple times. Then I try to improve it for some reason. Right. I don't know why I'm like that. Well, that's because you're smart. I'm already trying to figure out, like, you know, how I could apply this with light speed. Because if you put 500 people in a room and you have a good product, you can close 20% of that room. And if you're making a thousand bucks a pop, that's a hundred thousand dollars an event. Shit, I'd want to do an event every week. How many events a week are you doing? Oh, dude, tonight, what, it's Thursday. I think we've got. 19 events happening tonight all over the country over in the different country. cities yeah those are just my sales reps those aren't i mean then we have our clients as well that we're, we fill events for too and how many employees have to facilitate one um like our clients have to facilitate one so most no. of all my sales reps dude 19 of them they're one man crews so they show up they're the one running the show yep. running the dinner yep and they all so, know what to do they all know what to do what if i were out there and i want to be one of your salesmen why do you only have 19? You, can, could you grow if you had better or more people to do it? Um, what if I want to learn how to do it? You want to learn how to be a sales rep for me or you want to learn how to be a client? Yeah, I want to learn how to make money doing it. I want to be your competitor. <laughs> There's got to be a ton of room for people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And again, the difference between us, everybody knows dinner seminars is not I mean, it's been around for decades. Financial advisors have been doing this for a long time. Attorneys, estate planners, it works great. How come I never get any invites? Am I just not a good target? <laughs> you, don't, you don't make enough money for these financial advisors. It must be. <laughs> so what we've done, yes, we have financial advisor clients we fill rooms for, we consult with. But what we've really done is we've taken this into multiple different verticals, different industries. And that's where we've really perfected it, that nobody else really does everything where we handle the marketing uh you know the 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 rsvps we book the events the the venues we have you know a database of ten thousand restaurants throughout the country that we've used before that we have relationships with negotiated pricing um and then you know it's nice it's it's a nice crm program that everybody has our sales reps i can log in right now and know exactly how many people are attending my reps events tonight and so everything we do is tracked, measurable. The only way that we can scale 
the way we do is because, you know, I'm, I can't physically be at every single event, but I know, you know, what's happening at any given time um, with our, you know, appointment rate, show up rate, uh, close rate, cancellation rate, things like that. What do you think is the most ideal product you've ever pulled off in one of these? Man. Well, I mean, we do dinner seminars to teach people how to do dinner seminars. So naturally, I'm going to say that, right? Because I teach people and it's just my specialized knowledge, right? So, so I come to dinner. What, what, what's the lead to get me there? Learn how to do, learn how to generate leads. What? Yeah. Yeah. This last one we just did. I mean, we're, we're, we're I'm a true marketer. I'm, I don't, I'm not like, if one thing works great, I'm going to continually do A-B testing and see if something's going to work better. But this last one, it was, you know, come learn how we've done over a hundred million dollars in the last year, not last nine years. I built seven different companies, seven different industries to seven and eight figures within each of them within the very, very first year. Uh, if you're struggling for sales, or, you know, a consistent, our, our tagline is really a predictable, a sustainable, and a scalable revenue system. That's uh, the key. Yeah, exactly. And, it, and what I mean by that is like so many people, I think, spend so much time on branding and branding's great, right? But give me a product, give me an idea, throw a dart at a, on the map, and I will have a room full of qualified people there within three to four weeks. And you don't, Nobody gives a shit about what your brand is, and we can sell deals and get because revenue cures a lot of things. If, if you're focusing on building your brand with no sales, I mean, good luck. You well, got to make sales. Well, revenue cures all things. That's for damn sure. I tell people, listen, if you want to double, triple your business, focus on four areas. Number one, sales, obviously, because revenue cures most problems. The second one is customer service, though, because you know what's worse than no customer? A pissed off customer. Right. That's worse than no customer at all. Like, I'd rather have no customer than a mad customer. Sure. Um, so, you got to make sure all your employees, you know, know how to love on your customers properly. Then, compliance, because one lawsuit for one little thing could get you just right. clipped. And then, ongoing personal development so you can constantly improve. Those are the four key areas. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that, but sales. I say the same thing. It's, it's damn near a cure-all. You want to focus on sales. Right. So if you guys are out there, maybe maybe you're not, uh, maybe like a pl- I keep saying plumber because I'm trying to think, you know, your average blue-collar, hard-working dude out there with a business, you know, how do they do one of these for like plumbing? Maybe not. But maybe you can come to that dinner and yeah. figure out how to get people in. Yeah, so I'll just give you an example. If I sat down with a plumber right now, I'm going to figure out, okay, wh- what type of plumber are they? Are they a jack of all trades or can we hone in on a product? Could we make this plumber a dude that installs barrier-free showers or walk-in bathtubs? I could do an event right now and fill a room with people looking to stay in their home as long as possible by having a barrier-free way to bathe themselves, right? So the the messaging is, you know, uh, we talk about hydrotherapy, the benefits of soaking, but you know, you don't want to go into a nursing home, right? Like let's let's make your home like aging in place. Let's make your home accessible so you can stay here forever, right? I could fill a room with, with somebody like that, and a, a plumber they could charge fourteen grand for one of these walk-in tubs. They get it for four grand. They install it. And there's eight nine thousand dollars profit right there. See, folks, that's why you want to call Riley. He'll just make shit up that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's makes what I'm sense, talking right? about. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, I want people to think, damn, like I'm a plumber. How's it going to work? I sell plumbing. You know, that's not you know, that's a two hundred dollar job. Well, no, you can invent a product. You can invent a product that surrounds your business, and and start a whole new revenue stream. Or, or or division by this. Exactly. And that's what we've done with a few plumbers. So it's funny you say that. But at the end of the day, you can have why why I moved into coaching and consulting versus, you know, I've made a decent amount of money. Every, you know, financially things are great. But why we've moved into this is because I thought back. I remember I remember clear as day. It was like a, it was a Wednesday night. I came home from it. I did seminars Monday, Tuesday, closed deals and was came home. And it was late at night my wife and daughter are already asleep and I just I remember feeling just this like feeling of unfulfillment where it's just like yeah financially this is good but dude I didn't give a rip about any of the products I was selling like it's hard to get passionate about certain things like because at the time 
we were, you know, we did have, uh, we were working with a plumber that I just mentioned, like those walk-in bathtubs. We had some insulation products that we were selling. It's like, I don't care about any of that stuff. I'm the least mechanical person on the face of the earth to the point where my wife is the one that hangs the pictures in our house. Like, I don't, I can't do it. Refuse to do it. So I, I didn't care about any of that, but I knew. <laughs> she must love you. <laughs> uh, I'm the same way. Like my my father-in-law always gives me shit because I'll hire someone to do it. Right. But it's not that I can't do it. It's just I have other things to do. Exactly. Like well, I'm not going to sit there and work around the damn house. But you know the stereotype where all the ladies always want the Mr. Handyman guy. <laughs> I'm not that guy. Right. I, and I don't, I, I don't, I'm not going to hire some burly handyman. To come well, not only that, I don't have the tools, dude. Right. I, I'm a firm believer and you got to have the right tools. Absolutely. I've literally been caught trying to freaking do shit with a, with a butter knife. Like, hey, I'm going to take all these these light switch plates off and replace them with you know dark life's light switch and 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 dimmers and then i'm sitting there trying to use a butter knife because i don't have a screwdriver and it's like screw it dude i'm gonna call electrician yeah but i get made fun of for it (laughs) they call me lotion and cologne guy i'm like dude look look at my hands not a callus on them no i'm just like that dude i don't blame you Not, (laughs) not only that dude have you ever heard like if someone washes their own car when when if you in reality let's say you you average a couple hundred dollars an hour doing what you do well you go wash your car to save 30 bucks and you actually cost yourself 170 yeah absolutely people aren't thinking that right yeah time is more valuable elsewhere okay but again i derailed you you're you're, yeah. you're not you're not the fix it guy I'm not the fix it guy man so i remember though sitting there that evening and it was like this sucks like again financially life is good but i just had zero care for what i was doing and i had just this feeling of unfulfillment anybody that's even listening where if you've made a decent chunk of change you realize that it's not necessarily all about the money right unless you don't have enough of it if if you don't have enough of it it's always about the freaking money and that's why you're constantly chasing it but once you have a decent amount of it then it's like what else what's next what else can we do and i thought back to the early days of when i was starting out you know and I, I i sold siding and windows i sold business valuations like i sold a lot of things one-on-one and just that constant struggle of where's my next lead coming from where's my next sale coming from the feast and famine lifestyle just the stress of being an entrepreneur or just a sales rep that's out there on an island on their own and i thought man dude we've got a system here the product's virtually irrelevant could is is the system the actual product is that what we have. And I just started to write and I laid out everything that we do from, from building out a campaign. Like, you know, how do, how do we identify the true client avatar for that specific product? How do we design a marketing piece that speaks to that person and gets them to take action? How do we negotiate with restaurants? How do we set the room up? Like that's, that's important. How are you going to set the room up? Uh, the timing of when dinner is going to come in, do you serve dessert? Do you not? Uh, how long should it be before people are falling asleep? Um, the, the type of assets that you have available, uh, how to deliver the presentation, you know, the journey that you're taking them on to get them to know, like, and trust you, and then creating sense of urgency and, and being able to meet with them the next day to, to close a deal. And, and that's really was the birth of social dynamic selling and how I kind of transitioned out. Yes, I still have my own companies, uh, but our focus now, and, and to, to kind of answer your question from a while back, like, why don't I have more sales reps? It's like, guys I got going right now, I don't, I mean, I don't have to talk to them at all. They're just solid. They're rock stars and my generals, they'll be with me forever. Cause that's my, my vow to them is that I will always have an opportunity for you and they would go to battle for me with anything. And so I'm always going to have an opportunity for them. But my focus now is to help others, coach others, how to do what we do. Cause you have, you may have the greatest product in the world, the greatest service in the world, but if nobody knows about it, you're not, you're not doing anybody any good, right? If you build it, they do not come. You have to have a system in place to generate leads and sales on demand, a predictable, sustainable system that you know, without a doubt, if you double your ad spend, you're going to double your income. If you triple your ad spend, you can triple your income. And that's why we design these campaigns the way we do to have a predictable, sustainable, and then scalable selling system for our clients. Hmm. What's the biggest, what's the biggest, I don't want to say whack, but let's say takedown, the biggest single takedown you've ever had. Dude, yeah, I'll give you an example. So a year ago, we talked about stem cells and, and pain management, regenerative medicine. So we worked with this doc um, 
it would have been December of 2018. And uh, he originally, he's, he'd been doing events, um, Facebook ads, things like that. And uh, he, he was try, you know, having a tough time getting people in the room and then closing them. So we teamed up with him and we were going to do kind of a rev share thing. And I was like, dude, I'll handle all the marketing. I filled three separate weeks of over 200 people in a, in a room for him just to talk to. And doctors are great at educating. He educated the hell out of them. But out of those 200 plus people, he didn't, not only did he not even get a sale, he didn't even get an appointment, a lead. And I, when we consulted after the fact, we kind of talked through it and was like, dude, what, what the heck happened here? I've never even heard of this before. And again, they're great at what they do, but they're just, they're not necessarily gifted at sales, right? They want to teach you and teaching doesn't do anything. It doesn't convert any, you know, leads or sales. And so we had an idea after just kind of a little powwow and I was like, let us, maybe we can, what if I delivered the presentation, right? You're, you're the doctor, you're great. You can be the, the, the man, right? But let me deliver the presentation as that educational officer on behalf of you. And uh, we, we ended up, you know, it took some time to put the campaign together, uh, but it would have been in February of 2019 then. We let, you know, the new year happen. We filled the room. Um, we ended up doing three, three events off of one mailing that we did. We filled the rooms. And my business partner, Scott Thomas, and I uh, flew in, delivered the presentation, met with everybody the next two days, and we did 176000 bucks for that doctor. And we turned him into him, and he was like, what? 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 How is this even possible? Which has, you know, 80% profit margin on that. So that was a nice win for us. Um, and then, obviously, we, we worked a deal where now that's what a lot of my guys are doing. Times 19 just tonight. Yep. So what about COVID? Is that yeah. cracking you in the nuts? It did. It, it absolutely did. March. Most towns are opening back up. They are. Yeah, but are you afraid of all this nonsense going on? Because, dude, they're not done with us. Right. Second wave. I know. Arizona, their shit's spiking again. Right. It's like, are people stupid, first of all? Like, Arizona, they released... The, the the they opened up and now their cases are spiking again guys they continued to test people right don't listen to the stupidity of the news they're spiking in cases because they're testing more people of course the cases are going to go up more more people had covid than we knew before we locked down i was lose followers by talking about this but yeah. <laughs> I don't care. You know why? Because, dude, you it's just, you just can't be stupid, right. folks. Right. Like, I didn't really, you know, I stayed in my house 30 days when I first heard of it because I'm thinking the opposite. I thought, dude, something major's going on. They're not telling us how bad this is because they're shutting shit down. Right. They're not going to shut shit down. The whole economy, the whole world, if this is just some stupid little flu bug, right. like with a little baby death rate. I'm like, dude, they're lying to us. They're, they're, it's going to kill us all. That's what I thought first. Sure. Because, dude, who shuts down the economy? So, that, so then I'm like, it's never happened in the history of the world. Right. So I'm like, okay, so, so let's just stay home. So you stay home and then you start watching. It's like, you know, cases are going up. Well, of course, more people are getting tested. Okay, deaths are going up. Well, that's kind of weird. Let's, did, what did they die from? Oh, you know, not necessarily COVID. It's like, well, then why would you call it COVID? Oh, well, you know, we get paid more if we call it COVID. Okay, so now all the deaths that you're touting aren't even real? And they'll yeah. tell you that. Yeah. The, the, the government tells you that. They're saying we, if they look like they have COVID, we urge them to put down that it's a COVID death. Right. Okay, so now you don't even trust the death numbers. And, but what you can trust is that there's more cases than they found. So sure. when they would say there's a million cases... And uh, a thousand deaths. So that makes the death rate this. Right. No, it doesn't. It's the million cases that you've tested and the thousand people that supposedly died that weren't necessarily COVID, but a thousand confirmed cases. Well, you know there's more cases than just confirmed cases, right? Right. So the cases are more and the deaths aren't even all COVID deaths. So it's actually way lower. 
So I started to figure that out quicker than anybody. I started saying that, not anybody, but most people. Then I lost a bunch of followers. Everyone hated me telling me I'm endangering the world. And now everybody's opening up and I can see it again. They're going to do it again. I just saw a headline, Arizona spiking in coronavirus cases again. Well, no dipshit. People continued to be tested. Right. It's not because they opened back up. Do you fear that your business will take a hit because of this? I don't think so, man. I think it's going to be rocky up until November, of course. As soon as the election passes? Yeah, we, I mean, anybody with a brain should understand that. Uh, but what we, what we did, dude, I mean, March 16th was flipping ridiculous for us. I had a 107 events that week canceled. Ooh. A little over $300,000 in marketing that I had out there. Eee. She should drop a bomb for that one. Yeah. <laughs> And we, we, though... I should light a candle for that one. (laughs) Yeah, right? Dude, that's a lot of money that just went out the old... And I'll bet you nobody gave your money back. No, heck no, man. I mean, because it wasn't... Most of it wasn't like down payments for uh, dinners or anything like that. Most of it was like our marketing. We That's what we had. So 107 events, dude, I probably had, I don't know, a thousand people that were going to be showing up at our events that, that, that week. And... Uh, we had to cancel. Um, some of them were were slower, depending on what state, you know, red or blue state that you were in. Some of them were slower to shut down, where we were able to like put them into not at the restaurant, but then in a private venue where we had food catered in. I mean, we were pivoting. My team was like epic as far as making sure we were you know servicing our clients. I immediately, dude, I was in Arizona when this happened. Um, I'm supposedly on vacation, but I never worked harder in my life thankfully the pool was there my wife could hang out there but i was in that entire week doing webinars filming just getting everything to a virtual platform um all of a normal presentation that we would deliver in a restaurant was up online and we didn't we actually spent more money on marketing then because we weren't i mean i think any entrepreneur anytime something's contracting it's a great opportunity to you know get after it and, and pick up the low hanging fruit that others, you know, are going to be not spending money on marketing. And I was like, dude, people are at home. They ain't doing anything right now. If, if we're shut down, let's just open up the ad spend. Let's build this virtually. Let's get this thing going. And, um, that's what we did. We, we you know, from our, our stem cell clients to, to everyone, it was just like, we are advisors. Now they, they've switched to online webinars. Um, we still offered gift cards for their local restaurant when they reopened as our part of giving back to still provide, um, you know, money to their local community, things like that. So it was it was an opportunity for us to really add on a uh, another vertical, I guess, within our offering versus just live events um, to to you know go online as most people did. Um, but then we've this is actually our fourth week back now where we've been doing live events and we're just monitoring each state again which ones are slowly opening and which ones aren't we started out in south carolina four weeks ago and and um had a great week i think i think live events right now are going to be better than ever no sure what. my buddy my buddy's having one in nashville right now dude he's it's packed you got one coming up, don't you? Grant Cardone has Grant Cardone has his uh, boot camp coming up. Oh, yeah. It's packed. July, yep. Seven seven hundred people already registered. Maybe even more by now. That was shit when I talked to him a while back. Really? Yeah, dude. People are willing to get out there. It's just like when they say all these riots are happening. Right. All these riots aren't happening. Okay. There's few riots happening. There's few protests happening. They're like, no, you can see them in all the cities over the news. I'm talking about collectively. There's more people not rioting than rioting. Would you agree? Dude, I'm dude. I'm there's from Minneapolis. There's three hundred. Listen, there's three hundred million people in the United States. Do you think there's more people rioting or or more people not rioting? Uh, well, obviously, more people not rioting. Right, but the news won't tell you that. Of course, the news says everybody's rioting. Of Motherfucker, course. everybody ain't rioting. Okay, right. everybody's watching the riots. Nobody's rioting except for a few people. Right. That's the truth. If they're going to tell the truth, tell the truth. Right. There's a few people rioting in Minneapolis and these di- different cities. Everybody in Minneapolis wasn't rioting. The majority were not rioting. Agree or disagree? If you're going to put it in that context, well, well that's a agree. dude. I just put it in the fucking truth context. Well, like dude, the that's truth like is, saying, I mean, no, but that's what the news is doing to people. Sure. They're they're hyping shit up. They're acting like every black person hates every white person, and every white person hates every black right. person. No, we don't. Right. 
That's not true. There's probably less racism than I think people think. The news is making it seem like there's so much more racism than there is. I don't believe that there's that much racism. I know a lot of fucking friends of mine that are black. No, they're not pissed at me. I'm not pissed at them. Nobody's fighting. Like, right. but you see them on TV. Oh my God, this is going to turn into a race war. Right. Everybody's going to be vandalized. Get guns and hide in your homes. The looters are coming. The looters are coming. Right. They're not fucking coming. No, no. Very but, few people are looting. Uh, yeah. I. When you put it in that context, yes, absolutely. But dude, Minneapolis flipping burnt to the ground i mean it's a shit show there you talk see let's again like, I, dude downtown I, I, I burnt to the ground saying. like an area yeah dude. the whole minneapolis is not burnt to the ground dude of course not the whole minneapolis okay so that, that that's what area, i'm talking about that area dude like, you better get on my mines. side this is gonna cost you this is gonna <laughs> the news costs you money dude what do you mean because when people think that, like, oh, the, I ain't doing the live event in Minneapolis. 100%. Riley said it was burnt to the ground. 100%. But I'm not going to let you say that that's not happening. No, I, no, no. That, it's definitely happening. I agree. But it's not happening isn't. as much as people think. Sure. Like right now, you could go down to Del Frisco's, put on an event. People will show up. No one's going to get mugged and there's going to be no protests. Right. But right now, you look at the news and it's like, I'm not going to Vegas. Everybody down there is rioting. Right. Ain't nobody rioting here except for a few people downtown. Of course. So so that's all I was trying to say. Of course it's happening. Like that oh, it's happening. Right. But it's not happening to the degree they're saying it's happening and right. making people believe that it's happening. Right. I say get your ass out of your house, take your mask off, quit being a freaking idiot. Understand that these guys are hyping shit up. It's not as bad as they say. Correct. I know doctor after doctor after doctor that tells you don't wear masks. It will harm it will harm you more than it will help you. Right. So don't wear masks. Fauci said there's no reason to wear a mask. Then he's a wear a mask. Then it's like don't leave your house. There's asymptomatic people. Now the who is saying asymptomatic won't spread it. Right. It's like dude, come on. This is just a this is a, a a political or or new world order deep state type weird shit going on. And and it's crazy. But at the end of the day, don't believe the hype, man. Right. Get your business going focus on your business focus on growth call someone like riley who can freaking fill up a room and if and if the room can't fill up because of the news well then don't you feel stupid believing the news like dude just fill up the damn room right they will come um but but you also have a book yeah the book is called food for thought how to use yeah. dinner seminar marketing to grow your business in ways you've never thought possible. Now, if you guys are sitting there thinking, man, this has to cost a little bit of coin because you ain't doing this shit for free. That's true. Um, but your books, what? 20 bucks, 30 bucks, 15 bucks, 15 bucks. Yeah, Go get his book, folks. RileyMeek.com. R Y L E E M E E K. You got a lot of E's in your name. Know, dude, yeah. <laughs> your, your name's real easy. Easy. Get it? Huh? You know you're going to use that now. Of course. RileyMeek.com. Folks, if you want to follow him on Instagram, at TheRileyMeek.com. And then, um, you know, you also have a podcast, Sales Conversion Podcast. Sales Conversion Podcast. Yeah. Talking about sales, getting them converted, shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's been fun, man. We were, we've were we been working on that leading up to COVID happening. And then when things, you know, everything shut down, it's it allowed me to, dude, I'm doing probably more interviews than you during that time with the last couple of months. So just every single day I had a couple, couple new guests on. So we have, we've had some really good guests and, uh, uh do you do them, do you do them over zoom? Yeah. See, do you make them come I need to get it set up like this, man? This is great. Well, not only that, but you, same reason as your dinner, you want them to show up, right? See, like if I were going to try and sell you, I'll do it easier here of course. than over a zoom meeting. Would you agree? I would agree. Of course, if you wouldn't come or, or, you know, the, the, we're in quarantine still. Well, then you have to zoom. Right. But I, if I were you, I'd invest a little time setting up a little studio at your office. Where, where are you based out of? Minneapolis. Oh, you're still based out of yeah, there? Yeah, we have an office in Tampa as well. So probably do it. Probably do it well, there. ain't no one going to Minneapolis, bro. The right. fucking whole the town's burned, burned down. down. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's rioting. <laughs> you, you step foot into Minneapolis, dude, you're dead. You're dead. Yeah, come packing. Yeah, uh, don't go to Minneapolis, folks. The whole town's burning down. Have you? So when you're driving around, what's it look like, dude? Everything's boarded up. It's my wife works downtown, and so I mean, it's it's like it's sad. It really is because it sucks. Because it's not really. Is your house boarded up? 
No, no, no. I'm all well. Then everything's man. not boarded yeah, up. I'm not downtown. Huh? <laughs> so it's only downtown. Yeah. See how the story just changed, folks? Didn't change. This motherfucker's no, like no, no, mainstream no, no, no. media. No, no, no. <laughs> I just don't skew it like you do. Like, how many people are in the country? Three hundred million. Come well, on. what I'm trying to do is give hope, folks, because believe it or not, there's not a lot of dudes like us that'll just go out there and freaking keep rolling. I mean, right. there is a lot, but comparatively, there's not a lot of dudes like us that'll just not let it affect us. More people are letting it affect them than not. So I'm trying to give them the flip side of things. For sure. And it's the truth. That's the bottom line. It's the truth, folks. There are less people rioting than rioting by far. Absolutely. But everybody thinks everybody's writing. Every time I talk, oh, dude, I saw the news. Shit, what's it like out there? And I'm like, what do you mean? Well, dude, everybody in Las Vegas looks like they're tearing down the town. I'm like, fuck, dude. I've been all over this town, and I haven't seen one rioter. Right. It was funny, too, because the other day we were going to dinner at Del Frisco's, um, and we drove by, and there was like four people out with a picket sign. And someone goes, oh, some rioters. And I said, Dude, those aren't rioters. Those are picketers. Those are like, they're protesters, if anything. Right. There's a difference between protesters and rioters. Right. You can tell riots because there's violence and, and, and cars on fire. We didn't see anybody. And then we pull up on the curb and there's this, it, he looked kind of homeless, you know, but he, but he looked a little rough. And I said, dude, there's a rioter. There's just one. He's waiting for his friends. <laughs> I've been all over this town, dude. There's no rioting going on. Now, when I say that, I'm like the opposite of the news because there is rioting going on. There is protesting. But folks, if you want to make some money and quit worrying about stupid headlines, freaking put on a seminar. And if you want to learn how to do these for yourself, that's another seminar you put on. Yes. So where would people go? Just RileyMeek.com? Yeah, RileyMeek.com, SocialDynamicSelling.com is uh kind of explains our our format um you know how we work uh it's you know the our dinner seminar blueprints on there that they can download just to get an idea of of how we engage with the client um the different uh stages that we'll take them through as far as like identifying that true client avatar how do we design up a marketing piece to get them to take action um how to set the room up things like that so social dynamics you just give that away yeah it's a blueprint damn nice yeah all right. Well, Frick, folks, you heard it here. Make make sure you share this out in case you know somebody that might want to do the same, even if you don't. And uh, I appreciate you coming in, yes, especially man. all that way, dude. I know. Um, and I appreciate uh, you helping the bomb squad figure out how to, you know, create additional ways to generate opportunity. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do a test, man. And if you test, you I will do one. No, I will. I will, folks. I'll test. I'll test it out for you, also, man. Uh, tune in next time he'll be back i'm going to do an episode two till next time folks share this out keep it real this is dropping bombs with the real bradley subscribe at droppingbombs.com